tell me the story. You know, I was just getting into self-immunization and I decided I was going to try to take a couple of bites. You know, can, can you start there? And I then thought we did already. Can we try one more time? I really don't want to. I mean, I really did. I mean, I don't, and we discussed this earlier. Um, honey, come here. Cut your ass in here. The cobra bites I felt I discussed before previously very clearly. There's no reason to do it again. The the one the one issue is that you mentioned a lot of names and we don't want to get in. I don't I don't I have a rule now. When I talk about something once, there's no reason to talk about it again. Okay. All right. There's not. Unless you're sniffing around to no, no, up. no. Sometimes I find things get better and the second time through. I and just, I get tired of doing that. it. Yeah, I understand I, that, I do. Yeah, I've been screwed over so many times to where it's like, come the fuck on. If I told you once, I don't have to tell you fucking twice. Let's um, take out some fucking snakes. From Radiotopia, you're listening to Love and Radio. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. Today's episode, Snakes, featuring Tim Freedy. My father was a cop, and he didn't understand my passion for my snakes. Half the time I brought snakes home, he'd say, take them and get rid of them. I'm like, oh, come on, man. My mom hated it. Every time they found a snake, it was insane. I got calls at school. Tim, you got to come home. We found your snake again. I'm not going to touch it. I can't move. We can't leave the house. Mom, it's a boa. Come on. It's not going to kill you. Always have been a daredevil since my earliest days. I mean, I, I was bad. I mean, I was really bad. Basically, grew up in Milwaukee with a bunch of punks, so I grew up as a punk. Grew up fighting. Grew up doing the craziest shit. I mean, nothing illegal. You know, we never did anything stupid as far as breaking the law. We weren't that dumb, but as far as how many crickets can you eat, how many goldfish can you eat, can you put a cigar out in your forehead? Piece of cake, easy. I just always pushed the limits, and it, it actually never stopped, and actually, it really got worse. After high school, I was going to go to an airborne school and be in Green Beret. Broke my ankle in the car accident and got uh, discharged before I got in because I broke my ankle. Got the screws taken out, went back in the military, and in basic training, broke my ankle again. Got kicked back out. <sighs> Honorable discharge. Shit. Now what am I going to do? So what did you do? I worked miscellaneous crap jobs. Factory jobs, doing this, doing that. Um... Then I got actually involved in uh, cleaning windows for a lot of years as a high-rise window cleaner. I have a huge love for heights. That's why I want to go in airborne, jump out of airplanes. I'd wake up at 4 in the morning, drop my kid off at the babysitter. I have to be in inner city, Milwaukee, 24th and Fond du Lac, at 6 in the morning, take the guys from the hood to get them vodka and get their weed before you'd have to go hang off skyscrapers. I didn't do any of those things. I was 100% sober because I'm not going to hang off a skyscraper all fucked up. And I'd pick them up, and I'm a white guy from this, you know, the suburbs. They call me the white devil. So I was the white devil picking them up, get their vodka, have your weed, buy my coffee. And we'd go downtown, and you park your truck, and you look up at the skyscraper, and you have to go up an elevator 32 stories. And you have to drop those ropes at 7, 8 o'clock when it's cold. And you have to put alcohol in your water so it doesn't freeze to clean all those windows because the customer doesn't care. They want it cleaned. And you can't even see your ropes when they hit the ground. You have to go back down the elevator and make sure your ropes are the concrete. You're two stories short, you're going to repel right off and you're going to die. 
And you just take your bucket and you repel right off the side of the building. Three drops a day. Only three drops a day. Fell once. I fell off a five-story building on a corner because my ropes hit the corner at the wrong. I positioned it wrong. Immediately dropped. <laughs> Caught me like a foot off the ground. Damn. That was scary as hell. For a lot of years, I did that, you know. All day, we'd clean windows. I would go home and go milk snacks. And then in the morning, do it again. But that job actually pretty much trained me with what I'm doing now. Granted, nothing really correlates other than one word, fear. How do you deal with those different types of fear? You learn to cut yourself off mentally, like I do now. You learn to know you're really good at what you do. Are your ropes good? Cleaning windows. Are my notes good? Snake-wise. Are all my parameters perfect? And they have to be perfect. I mean, there's no book on doing this. There's not a book to say, hey, Steve, here's what you got to shoot up. And here, go to the doctor's office. Back then, I'm in a basement with notebooks and a needle and guessing at stuff. I basically wanted to see if I could do it and what it feels like. Man, what if that snake bit me? Can I beat it? How do you beat it? What is it going to feel like? So run me through the, the snakes that you have in here, your inventory. Not a lot, actually, because they got laid off. Um, but I've had this stuff for the last, oh, shoot, probably 10 years. But the ones I have here are Cortales Atrox, Western Diamondback. Easily the most dangerous snake in North America. Next one down is um, the worst in the world, Taipan. That's that, the most venomous snake in the world? Most venomous snake in the world, yeah. That's bad, really bad. Next one down is actually a cross between uh, Eastern Diamondback, Western Diamondback, which is a really good snake for self-immunization because it has the venom properties of both sides of the species. These little guys are cool. Water cobras from Africa. Probably the most venomous snake in Africa. There's no antivenom for it either. No antivenom at all. I bet you right now, there's no way to save you. None. And this is the bad one. Black Mamba, about 10 feet. Toxicity, venom yield, aggression, fang length, there's nothing worse. I mean, you just can't have a bad day with that one either. What do you think of the snakes? I love snakes. I've always loved snakes. This is a little bit different to me. What do you mean? <laughs> um, it's a little scary sometimes, but he's responsible about it, so... And you see there's three locks on every cage and a lock on the door. Those that aren't so. locked, they're rebuilt and put locks on mm -hmm. them. These are built for venomous snakes. So everything's locked, so you can't get into it. Yeah. Do you do you ever handle the snakes or how close do you get? She oh, no, I don't handle anything. I usually stay right here. I wouldn't be this close if there was a snake in there. I'd be by the door. Yeah, you give yourself mm -hmm. a few feet. Oh, so. definitely. Because I'm not immune. This crazy boy is immune. <laughs> I'd have to look at my notes, but I'm coming close to almost 200 bites and over well, close to probably five to 600 lethal injections. Well, self-experimentation in history, people doing things to their bodies to understand science. It goes back to Dr. Forsman. Broke the rules a little bit and said, guess what? I want to see what happens if I stick a tube up my arm and inject a dye into it to see what my heart looks like. Or Dr. Marshall. If I swallow this bacteria, what's it going to do to me? The cure is. Double Nobel winner. 
all those people actually put their lives on the line to make a difference in medical science. And I'm proud to be next to those people trying to do the same thing they were doing. I'm just taking a different path. In my case, I use snake venom to prove I don't die by snake bite. How do we make anti-venom now? We currently make it with equines, with horses. They inject the horse with venom and they extract the blood and they want to spin that out and get the plasma and get the IgG antibodies out. And that's what the antivenom is. It's, it's simply the IgG antibodies out of the plasma from the horses. Those are the antibodies, when I'm bitten by that snake, that realize the venom's there and lock, buy a new lock and key and pull it away. I have twice as many IgG-specific antibodies to these snakes than most humans have on a regular basis. Oh, not gonna work. Not gonna work. That one. Okay. Yeah, moving moving these things is uh, kind of tough. You can get bit that fast just coming out of the cage, and you have to be really careful when you pick them up. But as soon as they start to run, that's when you pick them up. Oh, I got you. Oh no. <laughs> the process of milking is you take a cup and you take a vinyl glove and a rubber band. And you put the rubber band around the cup, and you milk the snake. I normally just suck up 0.03 cc's of venom. That's my booster shot. Basically a small bite. Now the rest of the venom, I dry out. And I'll keep it in the freezer. My entire life is this. These are all in the butter dish. These are all pure venom injections. All labeled perfectly and measured perfectly that I use for booster shots, because once I milk it, I take it, I put it back in here, and once that's in there, good, cold, bam. Good for 50 years. A good friend of mine, Karen, uh, my best friend is Chuck, and his girlfriend, um, she gave me a needle on a Tuesday. Actually, that needle that's up on that poster, which is there, I have to frame it. We were back then just at the, just talking about basic concepts. And we wanted to see if I could become immune to it. But I didn't know how to become immune to it. How much do you load down? What do you have to do? How do you have to dry it out? How do you have to process it the whole nine yards? Gave me the needle on a Tuesday. Didn't want me to do it. And died on a Thursday in a car accident with his kids. She's dead. His kids were paralyzed, basically. And I'm like, oh, man. I was a mess. It was a complete fucking disaster. 100%. After she died, drank a bottle of tequila. Took two cobra bites and flatlined it. Well, I wanted to take one bite first to see if I could beat it, which I did, and I would have been fine. Um, the problem is all my antibodies were bound up to that venom, and an hour later, after the second bite, Egyptian cobra in the finger, I had no antibodies left. I had no protection. And 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh, man, going down, going down. Awesome. You have what's called ptosis. Your eyes start to shut. You slur your words tremendously, and you start to all of a sudden start to shut down, and you just drop, and I dropped. Next thing you know, I'm in Freighter Hospital in Milwaukee. It's the biggest hospital we have in the state. Holy crap, where am I? And the wife was holding my hand. I could only move my pinky finger. I was paralyzed. I could, I could hear everything, but I couldn't move. So they were going to basically wrap me up and say, guess what, you screwed up. I mean, I wasn't a little bit almost dead. I was fucking dead. I was sure I was still alive, but I was that close to biting it. And now I was in a coma for, coma for four days. 
coming back from that is horrible. And you realize how powerful these animals are, how powerful death is. And I wasn't ready for that mentally yet. Got up, came back home, and got yelled at a little bit by her, obviously. By your wife? Oh, yeah, a lot, because I screwed up. And then she, Milwaukee Journal interviewed me with what I did, and I had to apologize basically to the world and to the zoo because I had to use their stock, which was irresponsible and not cool. What are you going to do? How are you going to take another bite after that? You really don't want to go back there and do that again. And at that point, I had to make a decision on what do I want to do? Why am I doing it? How did that affect your family? Well, a lot. I mean, I was dead. My kids saw me die. When you see your dad basically dead on the floor, of course it's a strain. The wife was upset, obviously, because um, she saw me die and was there because they think it's either suicidal or, you know, you name it. You know, it's not normal. It's not normal at all. Do you, want, do you need a break? You want to take a little break or are you good? Uh, a little break, Rhett? Cigarette? Cigarette break. Serious, sir? <laughs> Oh, swap at our lovely veranda. What are we looking at the golf course? Mmm. There's a golf course right there, you can't see it. It's kind of nice here, man. Yeah, you're on top of a gas station, but when you're homeless coming from this, oh, shit. Nice little stand of trees, too. Oh, that's good. Oh, I'm good. So how'd you guys meet? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Um... I saw his, one of his shows many years ago. Something on TV when Stanley I was living in Sheboygan. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I found him on Faceplant. And he's like, hey. Faceplant. That's what I call Facebook. Faceplant. And he's like, hey, come down. Let's hang out for a minute. And the rest was history. But yeah, it, somehow it can, we, we, had, we get along very well. We're very much soulmates. We talk a lot. We laugh a lot. Yeah. We have a really good relationship. We really do. I really don't even see friends. Because I just want to see him. And I've never been like that in my life. You have friends? <laughs> oh, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I don't You cunt wipe. Roughly 125,000 people here die from snake bite. The dream scenario is the vaccine hits the field to vaccinate people that die from snake bite. They should be able to walk in there and get that booster shot like the flu shot. But would a would a human vaccine be better than a than a horse-based antivenom? Well, of course, because um, horse-based antivenom, a lot of people still die from snake bite even with antivenom. But with the vaccine, they can get bit, go back to work. They don't need the antivenom. 24 shots, four months you're immune. So four months of booster shots in your your You can be immune. It takes that. It doesn't take that long. And once you're immune, then what you do is you do maintenance shots. So basically two booster shots to save your finger, not die, not spend hundred grand in the hospital. I'm trying to like put myself in the shoes of somebody who like would be a candidate for the vaccine. Let's say a farmer in Sudan. If someone was like, hey, uh, here are these booster shots that you can take and, and you can immunize yourself because there's this guy in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin across the world who's done it. I would feel sort of like a guinea pig. Like, I don't know if I would do it. It sounds scary. Well, it is scary, but what's scarier? Dying from the snake that's going to bite you or giving it a shot to become immune? If nobody does anything with it, 
there's going to be another 125,000 people that die next year. Okay, so I think some venom doctors look at what, what you're doing here and they say, that's not real science. There's no uh, baseline measures. It's uh, like N equals one sample size. It's not controlled enough. The only thing that it proves is that Tim Freedy can beat snake bite. When they say it's not science, I say, fuck you. I say it's better science. I use myself not to die, not to depend on antivenom. Now, how can you tell me that is not science? Well, I think that it... There's it, a major issue there. Just because I don't have a PhD means nothing. But I can kind of see where they're coming from. Like, I can see why someone working in a lab would say that what you're doing isn't, like, doesn't count as, like, real science because it's just one person and... No, there's not. No, 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 no. Uncontrolled environment. Nope, stop. There's not one of us. There's hundreds now. Worldwide, there's hundreds. They're coming out of the world. We're constantly fighting these scientists saying it doesn't work. They're wrong. All the doctors are completely wrong. And I'll challenge any one of those doctors to come here and prove me wrong. But they won't do it. You know why? What would happen if those doctors were sitting right there and I got bit by that snake or they brought their black mom in? What would they say? It's not science? What could they say? I feel like they would still say it's not science. Even if I didn't die? Yeah, I think they'd be like, all right, yeah, you beat that snake bite. Following the same principles that we've used to create antivenom. You have built up antibodies in your blood, but... So how's it not science? But you're not a real scientist because it's not... It's better than that, though, because I'm not a real scientist. I'm a factory worker. I beat something they can't beat. And what's what's their idea to save 125,000 people here? Zip. So if they watch me take a bite and say it's not science, they're fucking idiots. I'll say it right to their face. How stupid can you fucking be? Then what is science? What is immunology? How do you answer that question? Easily. Prove it with the bites. They can't answer it because they ain't got the balls to do it. They do not have the balls to do it and they're jealous. And I do have the balls to do it. I take the bites. I read a lot of books. The same books they've read. Just because they're a factory worker doesn't make me stupid. Just because they work in a hospital or a lab or they claim they have a PhD, that means nothing to me. Because if you walk out of this room and you can't beat these bites, what is that degree worth? It's worth a fucking piece of paper to wipe your ass with. Tim, stop being so confrontational. No, 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 no. no, no, no. We're talking about serious shit. You can't immunize everybody. We're never going to do that. Antivenom's always, always, always going to be there. But I tell you what, it's going to take a lot of that and cut it right out of the picture. You're not going to have everybody immunized because afraid of needles. There's no doctors here. There's no refrigeration. There's a lot of problems with it. But I guarantee you could do it. If I can do it in this room here with the little resources that I have, sure as shit, you can do it in a lot of places over there. What are we doing here? Uploading Facebook here. Why are you I just want to see if this works. We have a new option here on Facebook. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. Can I go get my beard? Do that. Well, once you hit live, it's... Go live? Doing live. It's doing live. So now once I hit go live, it's filming. And you can (laughs) then it's automatically uploaded? Or do you have to upload it at that point? It's automatic. Do I upload it? Okay. Um, hello, live. 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 (laughs) Hang on a second, you little (laughs) shit. Oh. We're about to do a black mamba bite. One of the most dangerous snakes in the world. And we're going to prove self-immunization works. And where, where are we? Where are we? Where? What? Where are we right now? 
right here? <laughs> I'm not giving my location away. We're in my little snake venom lab at my house. And here we go. It's going to be a little rough. You got to back up over there, though. You ready? Start filming now. Hit it. Right now? Live. Go now. Is it working? Black Mamba Bite, Dendro Aspis, Pylepis, LD50.25. We're filming live on Facebook for the first time. I'm not sure if it's going to bite me. Before I take a bite. Here we go. Ready? Uh, just kind of shut down. Just really don't think about too much. Kind of clear my head, basically, which is a very important thing to do. Don't get nervous. Don't get worked up. Unlock the cages. Open it up. Oh, almost, almost, almost. Not real happy. I'm pretty gentle with it. I, I'm not real nervous and have to worry about pinning it down, hurting the snake. Um, I pretty much casually grab it. Right behind the head, and I don't put a lot of pressure on it. Nice and gentle, no pressure. Right, honey? I like to do forearm bites like here and just see if it bites me. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Ready? Aye! Good one. Done. Almost 100 mama bites, and that was a good one. You can see the two bites top, and you can see the bottom. What would you be doing if these snakes weren't in your life? Oh, man, I'd be a pile of fuck. Yeah, no. My entire life is self-organization. I mean, I mean, yes, I work. I, I have a great job, love it. But I am defined by beating death and beating snake venom for reasons that I'm not even sure on. I, I don't know why. It's just what I do. It's what I'm good at. I don't know why I'm good at it. You know, I didn't go to school for it. <laughs> It never stops. I don't miss work because of this. You still get up at 3 in the morning and go to the factory. It's not, oh, it hurts, or, oh, boo. Don't give a fuck. Fucking discipline and focus. Sick, I don't give a fuck. Broken car, I don't give a fuck. I gotta walk to work, I don't give a fuck. Snake bite, I don't give a fuck. Amputation, I don't give a fuck. So, can, so you can't even really, like, imagine what you'd be doing? Psst. What I would do? Shit, I would have no idea. I mean... If I chose to be a mechanic, yeah, I'd be a great mechanic. A plumber, electrician, yeah. But my life was just, it would really bore me to think I'm just a great mechanic or a plumber. Nothing against them, obviously, but I always wanted a bigger cause. What are you going to do when you get to that level? And then what are you going to do next year? And then what are you going to do again and again and again and again and again? What scares me, if the vaccine gets in the field, and I do retire from doing this, then what do I do? I'm like, oh, shit. I just watch, what, football games? Hang out on the couch or... Be normal? I mean, I, how the fuck am I going to do that? I, I can play, I, fuck. You know, I'm so used to being so extreme, and especially with this, that I, I don't know what I would do. I would go stir crazy, I think. I'd pick up on something else to fucking cure. I, I wouldn't find something else to inject myself with. Snake venom done? Fine, fuck it, I'll cure cancer. I don't give a shit. Ooh, man, is that powerful. How do you feel? I feel fine. It hurts like a mother. That's a big motherfucking 10-foot double bite. Two fangs. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like a uh, huge burning sensation. It's electrifying. I mean, it's my arm is just, I mean, the swellings are ready. 
And it's only going to keep progressing and progressing and progressing until it maxes out. Will you be able to sleep tonight? Oh, yeah, easily. All my antibodies, the good ones, are locked on to 60 fractions of that venom. And it's binding to all those fractions and stop it from doing what it wants to do is to kill me. No fear, no shaking. Calm is, I, I get more calm after being bitten than when I'm not bitten. Love it. Tim, how you doing, man? I was just gonna grab some breakfast. I uh, just thought I'd check in and see how you're feeling today. I feel like fucking pile of fuck. That's how I feel. Yeah, how was your night? Getting sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Swelling up like a motherfucker. Yes. Yeah, go grab some breakfast, man. We'll be here. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll I'll give you a call after I eat. Maybe like in an hour. Yeah, do that. Bring us some food too. That's what you fucking have to do. Bring us a little bit of food and I'll be here, man. I'm just barely getting up. And the pain still? Oh, fuck. Put your hand on that fucking table and give me a hammer and I smash it. And that's what it feels like. No, thanks. Do you like tool? What's that? Do you like tool? Um, I'm actually all good. I ate before I came here. No, the band tool. Oh, I thought you said tuna. Or tuna. <laughs> I hope you like tuna. I like tool and tuna. Okay. <laughs> oh. It's cool in here. We gotta turn some. Somebody took a big fucking shit. Yeah, I saw that. That's what drew me to it. Want to clean some cages? Uh, garbage bag, please, honey. I'll get that. I think Should be right out there. It's a pretty distinct smell. They eat and shit, that's all they do. I mean, that's all they do. Clean a PNG Taipan. Obviously, I fed it a lot last week. Jesus. It's twice as bad as the black. The shed, too. It's lovely. Taipan's gone. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a nasty son of a bitch. All right, guy, you're going back in. Very clear away from there. Get near the door. Didn't expect it, did you? What? Were you planning on doing that? Not really. I like sporadic things. <laughs> Good luck at work. Uh, for those of you listening at home, Tim just took another bite. Why did That's you do that? <laughs> push the limits. Beyond the limits. Great. What was it like for you just now watching Tim take that fight? Um, anxietizing. <laughs> Definitely. At least I didn't cry. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> but no, every time he handles snakes, I get a bit worried, even though I know that he's immune. But it does worry me because of the anaphylactic shock. But no, nope, he's good. I know you don't. Yeah, I worry a little bit. Love the man, so I don't want to see him hurt. Right, here we go. This is the mean one. Mr. McPissy Pants. Look at the tongue coming out. You see that? You see the tongue coming out? Straight up. Isn't that cool? I'm smelling you. Everybody tells me, you know, you got one more to go, you're going to go down. There's no way you're going to surpass 200 bites in 16 years and not go down. There's no room for error, there's no bad days. Do you think that snake gives a flying fuck if I'm sick or my back hurts, or if my math is wrong, or if my notes are wrong? It has one thing to do, to kill me. And I have one thing to do, to beat that motherfucking butt. 
It's pure fucking evil. It has no emotion. And that's the best relationship I've ever had with any animal in my life. And that includes women, that includes my rats, that includes my dog, that includes everything. It just wants to kill me and my job is to beat that. And if I can beat that, I win. If not, he wins. I mean, I, I had a dream a long time ago before I really started to do this man a black mama but to beat that. What would it be like to beat the most baddest motherfucker on the planet? Not once, but a hundred times. And how it, how it would feel. And the feeling's the same every time. It's like, man, beat it again. That's pure death. And I love that. It's very unachievable for most people, and I love that. And he's sitting here right now just waiting, saying, guess what? Give it a fucking shot again. And that's a beautiful thing. That's it for Love and Radio. This episode was produced by Stephen Jackson with Jesse Carrier and myself. Love and Radio is a production of PRX's Radiotopia, whose executive producer is Julie Shapiro. Radiotopia's founding sponsors are MailChimp, celebrating creativity, chaos, and teamwork, by the Knight Foundation, and by generous support of our listeners. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Follow us on social media. And most importantly, please write a horrible poem as a five-star review in the iTunes store. We're getting very close to a 1,000 ratings, and I would love to pass that. Here's one from someone who goes by Z. <clears throat> Jack has my microphone. Three menageries of selective darkness eerily grope my forthright honors. Incubescence, incubescence, into my mother's home rides, Bruce Winkle, Mullenberry, and Rich Time. Thank you, uh, Quizoid Z, and thank you for listening. no fancy fucking labs. There ain't no bullshit. It's fucking tool, smoking cigarettes, drinking whiskey, and getting back.